I got old Chris Dodds from Algona, Iowa, 15-year-old chauffeur driving me around the son of Merle Dodds. Merle raised me a $10,000, no guts, no glory, two years ago. Maybe three years ago now. Anyways, uh, it's just amazing. These young, these, when I started going to Merle's, Merle, I mean, Chris had just freshly been created at that point in his life 15 years ago. <laughs> Aaron Stewart from Western Iowa is joining me today. Aaron, do you live in Western Iowa or do you live in Nebraska now? I'm living in Nebraska now, just south of Omaha and Plattsmouth there, about 18 miles south of Omaha. Cool. Yep. All right. We are going to tell a story that is truly fascinating, an underdog story, in my opinion. Uh, and that's not to say that the sewers weren't rocking and rolling for many, many, many years, but uh, they piled into the Iowa State Fair in 2015 with a little gold rust deer from old Justin Muck up there in South Dakota. And by golly, they took them down. They took, I mean, that was like the Michigan Wolverines beating Ohio State. It was such an, it's such an upset. So, uh, Aaron, I guess we can be as long or as short as we need to be. Uh, we'll have some interaction back and forth. Uh, just tell me about the steer. Did you and your papa go up there and look at them together? Or uh, tell me just the origin story of the calf, and then we'll kind of go through kind of the shows that he won throughout the year, and then we'll get real specific about Ohio State or uh, Iowa State Fair later on in the podcast. Alrighty. So, uh, Dad actually, he spent quite a few miles and put on a lot of miles up there in South Dakota every year trying to find steers for my brother and I to show, and um, yep. kind of got hooked up with Justin Muck through the whole thing, and uh, we had a uh, heat wave steer from him one year, and we had pretty good luck with him, so it became a routine yep. stop on Dad's route up there. And uh, so we found this gold rush steer, and I won't forget it, we were at Exarbend, and he's like, you know, I found this good calf, what do you think about showing a colored one? And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'm down for it, like, I'm all about it. You don't care what color they are, you just want to win! Yeah, as long as they're good, don't matter. What was that? What was the pedigree on the cow there? That was a gold rush and what? I can't hardly, I can't remember. That would have been his 054 donor. Uh, she would have been an interstate Angus. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. so we're you bet you. Fortunate enough to buy that cow from him here. Is that last year? Two years ago? No kidding! I didn't know that. Good. So uh, I guess. The show season began at what show? I know back in the day, y'all usually would start at Sioux Falls, but was there an earlier show for that calf, or where did you debut them at? Um, yes, that calf, I'm pretty sure the first one would have been Sioux Falls for him. I think he was yep. seventh overall there, or tenth, something like that. Oh, good. Uh, and, uh, yeah. how, I mean, just specifically... Moving through the year, I would like to know how he did as a uh, prospect at the Iowa Beef Expo. Oh, yeah, sure he did. Yeah, yeah, he stood third in class there. Um, yep. And didn't get I mean, honestly, that. that's kind of the story. That's kind of the stories that I like to tell. Is like, you know, there's ebbs and flows. Sioux Falls is generally just a little bit lighter in terms of smoke, but uh, I mean, you go to the Iowa Beef Expo, you get third in class, but you know, you got a good one. I mean. I guess that's for sure. You know, just trying to make this consumable for all uh, 
professional for the professionals and for the people that are just new to the industry. I just if the long and the short of it is if you like your calf, just keep busting your butt because uh you obviously got the last laugh here. So anyways, uh moving on through the season, to my recollection, uh I'm just gonna tell a specific story. That year Brad Otto and his boy Keaton had a full brother to the bull, one in the chamber that we recently discussed on the Dave Geyer podcast show. And, uh, I mean, I think y'all were going kind of back and forth and maybe, I mean, maybe you could just tell the story of the prospect season. I know that it was ultra competitive that year, but years have passed. So I just, to help tell the story of your state champion, I just would like you to tell kind of the back and forth with the, the auto crew throughout that spring jackpot season. Y'all went back and forth a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, we, uh, they had that calf, and we had this on, and it seems like we were hitting those jackpots, chasing that Iowa point system there. Both of us were there for a while, and then they uh, yep. shut down State Fair, and we just kept going and just kept busting our butts. And couldn't have done it without Colton and Dad. They helped me out more than anything in the cooler room and getting that calf looking right to where he needed to be. But we just kept going. And, and just going. for anybody that just for anybody that doesn't know you, I know that you know a lot of folks, but. The Colton you refer to as Colton Sewer, your brother, and then your dad's name is Rod Sewer. And a cute little backstory about your family is, is your papa, not only did you win the Iowa State Fair, but your dad did as well back in the early 80s, correct? Yes, he did. Yep. So anyways, y'all, I mean, when, when would when would have been the last jackpot uh, of your uh, year before you put him away for the summer? Was it into June or was it late May or when did you stop? It was the very last weekend in June. Actually, no, it had been May there. Very last weekend of yep. May is when we shut down. and uh, Over there at uh, Avoca, Beth McDermott's show, or was it not that one? Yep. It would have been that. Yep. Or, yeah, that one of McDermott's there, and we decided to so shut top, down. Top, so top of mind, how many potential prospect shows might you have won that year or, or in that spring in the IJBBA circuit? I think it was probably 12 with that calf and sure. seven or eight reserves. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, just if you're, I don't, I'm not trying to label anyone, but if you're a quote unquote big dog, uh, it just seems like they kind of shut them down after the uh, Iowa State University show over there in Ames each year and uh, kind of get them ready for state fair because that's what big dogs do. But uh, you guys, you know, year after year, you'd run that point circuit. You'd, you'd always be near the top of the list, and uh, you chose to show them into late May. Some people might say that would put you at a disadvantage in terms of trying to get that state fair quality hair, and we'll get to that eventually. But uh, just kind of tell you and your dad's uh, thoughts and opinions on what a guy needs to do to, I mean, if you're going to show him that late, uh, did you have any worries about getting them kind of back Peak potential? Oh, we never really had too much problem as far as keeping them on feed. Um, Dad always, his mindset was, you bought them to shoot them, you might as well have the fun and do it and not just shoot for one thing. So, you bet. the way we ran it. Uh, just a lot early morning nights in the barn and just making sure mm-hmm. keep hair and keep them cool when we were on the road. We'd run fans going down yep. the road, do everything we could to keep them cool. Yep. So I know just a little bit of the backstory. I don't know it all for sure, 
But uh old uh old uh there was a there was a picture that old Rod sent me or somebody sent me just right before the Iowa State Fair that summer out in the front yard and on the green grass and I believe Dave Stoltz maxed that one out for you that that summer, didn't he? Didn't, wasn't Dave that works for SD the guy that pimped on him for you for State Fair? Yes, Dave did dial that one in for us for State Fair. I think he was down there for two days, clipped him the one day, stayed, and clipped again the next day and just got him tuned in. Can't thank him enough. So, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so the Iowa State Fair check-in is on a Monday morning. Did he go in on Sunday night or Monday morning that year? Uh, We went in real early Monday morning, um, got him settled and got him checked in and kind of kept him So to the best of my... To the best of my recollection, y'all would have uh, shown as a Division II crossbred that year, correct? Yes, we did. And then uh, the other powerhouse steer from that year would have been the steer that won the Iowa Winter Beef Expo. He he was a uh, Monopoly hide-and-watch for Maggie Ferguson, that snake-run cattle out of southern Indiana raised. And uh, maybe Nolan Ferguson and the Wade Rogers sold that calf. So, I mean, that would be, you know, just one that's got a lot of hype. But along with the hype, a heck of a lot of quality. And Nolan and his family won that state fair at least two or three times, at least three times in my recollection. So, uh, just, it's like going up against the New York Yankees from that uh, perspective in that you're uh, kind of an underdog, but you darn sure knew you had a good one. And uh, Judge Jack Ward uh, was the judge that year. And uh, y'all, can you just tell any, I mean, specific, I mean, I guess just to complete the story from earlier in the podcast, uh, that that Otto Steer, the full brother to one in the chamber, uh, was champion, was he champion key or champion main, to your recollection? I don't remember. I think he might have been champion main and uh, would end up being, Was that is that right? Yeah, I think you're right on that. Yeah, that steer would end up being that's my fault. Sorry about that. Uh, would end up being fourth overall. Uh, so anyway, specifically about the head-to-head competition with Nolan Steer, uh, his sister Maggie. Uh, your memory would be better than mine. But as you're going, I mean, tell us about your fitting team. Uh, tell us about you and Rod's interaction. Do you think you've got a pretty darn good chance? I know that Justin Muck drove down from trip South Dakota that morning to watch the show, and then just tell us about the class and what Mr. Ward said about the two calves in class, and then we'll have some interaction after that. Go ahead, Aaron. Sure. So, we uh, rolled into the state fair, and like we knew he was pretty good, and we definitely didn't think we were going to win that whole show for sure, but uh, figured we might as well try and give it our all, and we uh, ended up show day morning. Uh, I had uh, Reed Nichols and Cole Lauterbach, as well as my brother, Colton Sewer. Um, us four kind of put him together and got him ready there that day and actually went into class and were, got put third in class. And then... Uh, what? I didn't know that. Really? Yep. You got pulled third? Third in class, and I just kept showing him and just thinking in my head, you know, I got exarbon coming up, like, don't get down about it. Just kept going, and... Then, uh, so yeah, then Ward rewalks him. Do you yep. happen to know the third steer in the class besides the Maggie Ferguson calf? Uh, no, Ferguson's. 
might have been one of Russell's, maybe. Okay. Yep. Uh, but yeah, there's three of us there, and we got circled. And so I just envision. I just envision. I mean, I've seen Ward Judge before. I just envision he pulls them. Maybe that. I mean, I don't. I don't have any clue if that was the, like his initial final placing, or if he's just pulling them to get them kind of towards the front, like sometimes they do in Denver. But anyway, so they walk them. And uh, you get down to nut cutting time, and did he place them one, two, three, or did he pull a third calf in, or how did he, how did that work at the tail end of the class? Bottom to top, he went three, two, one, and then decided to circle yep. us at the end there. Yep. So I guess uh, to the best of your recollection, I mean, I, I'll tell you what I remember. I was told, and I, I was watching on a live feed that day, that uh, Jack thought that your steer was more fresh in his presentation in terms of condition, and maybe called uh, maybe called the Ferguson, Ferguson steer past 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 his prime or something along those lines. Just kind of in the heat of the moment, and oh yeah, they all never. You bet. So I mean, uh, just from that standpoint, uh, after you win the class, is it pretty much over or? Do you think there's a chance other breeds might sneak in there, or did you think you had them whipped from that point on? At that point, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't get my hopes up, and we went back, washed him, and yep. that's like, hey, you got to do it all over again. Don't quit like you did. You never quit, and it's probably what helped you out there. But and So we just yep. went back for it, fit again, and went all for yep. it. I thought for sure. Heck, Harris had a nice one that year, too, that was definitely in contention, and uh, there's mm -hmm. pretty tough youth. Didn't expect much. Yeah. Never would have thought in sure. years we would have pulled up. But. Just try to recreate that feeling as you're getting approached for the grand champion slap in the overall drive. I I don't think words can even describe how happy I was. Uh, like That would have been probably the first. Yeah, we'd won plenty of jackpots and stuff like that before that. That would have been... Probably my first big win, and I'll never forget for sure. It was a life-changing moment. You bet. Just a little personal story as it relates to that. I was lucky enough to win the Iowa State Fair in 1998, and I think it was Judge Don Boggs from South Dakota State University. And as he approached me, it felt like it was going super slow motion. And when his hand went up in the air, when his hand went up in the air, I thought to myself, oh, shit, this is real. Heck of a deal. I mean, true underdog story in terms of uh, just, you know, that, that Ferguson calf's got pedigree. That uh, Monopoly hide-and-watch pedigree went on to a full sister to that steer. Ferguson's was the mother to the Travis Shank steer. Here I am, Monopoly hide-and-watch that wins uh, just two or three years ago. The Shanks family's won two in a row. And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, outstanding pedigree on that side, but your old gold rush and your hard work and Dave Stoltz's clip job and then your pitting team's presentation and then your, obviously your showmanship, you got the job done. So we congratulate you. That's an amazing story. You dabble into the other species besides just cattle, correct? Yeah, we do a little bit of goat stuff as well and had some pretty good luck with that. So. You bet. Yes. Well, that sounds good. Give me a few hours, and I'll get this cut up, and we'll get it shared around on the Internet. And uh, thanks again, Aaron. Howdy. Thank you, Matt. See ya.